Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got the next chapter in our Kids on Brooms adventure. But as usual, business first. So you were going to look up David Harding, the dude who designed Elevenses. Yeah, so we played Elevenses last week and we have just played it again. We've given yes. it another go because it was a fail last time. I Second time around? I enjoyed it more. Yeah. But so we played online last time and we are IRL this week. I think it had it benefited more from, as I said, being able to see each other's tea spread. Kitchen. <laughs> and just like sort of have that dialogue and physically pass the cards. And so I think it benefited from that. And I don't know that it was just a bit speedier as well because we knew what we were doing. Yes. See, I think maybe maybe there is something in Leviosaring the second time around. <laughs> you mean relinquishing Arcaropercloing straight away once you've played through a game once or twice. Just True. to go again and then actually you feel like yeah I know but what I'm I think, doing so, I think the boost I felt from this came from being in person rather than online maybe yeah I still think it needs more players to be a proper banger so it's still a fail well, it's, that's your choice possibly but, well um, David Harding has yes. designed some other games as well what has he designed so I mean there is a version of there's a, a couple of versions of actually Elevenses as well so the one that a couple we, of did you say Versionses Versionses a couple of Versionses of Elevenses <laughs> yeah. Hobbits Hobbitses. So this version of Elevenses that we were playing is 2013. Right. Elevenses for one. Oh. A 2016, 2014 and 2016. So like so, a solo version, play by yourself. Uh, a solo tea game. Right. Also uh, known as it's, sitting it's the and same, drinking it's tea. It's the same design and everything. But then looking at other stuff, there's one called, I mean, these are all card-based games, very similar. There's one called Matcha from 2015. Matcha as in like the drink. Yeah, I think David Harding has a tea obsession. So this is get on very well uh, the Japanese tea ceremony is tr- a tradition centred on spirituality and servitude preparing and presenting a beautiful matcha tea for your guest is the ultimate expression in matcha players attempt to collect the utensils they need to perform a tea ceremony by matching tea cards on the table so it's basically sweet, this but tea cards are played secretly and sometimes it will be your advantage not to match at all so it does look like the Japanese style version of 11 but it looks like there's little actual like utensil counters and things as well oh, as the cards on that's that one. Nice. So it's a bit like I was going to what's his name that did Brent Povis. Yeah. Oh my God! Had you forgotten his name? Or Your call- idol, Brent <laughs> I keep, Povis. I keep on calling him Brett Spiner, but that's Data from Star Trek. That is great. <laughs> data, data from. It's Star Trek. a bit like you get a concept and you're like, how much can I design out of this? How much can I get out of this one concept yeah. in different versions? Yeah, that's true. Well, he's done a couple of other things. I'm just having a look. There's one called A Walk in the Park 2022. Let me so guess. Do you have to collect to- all the ingredients of? <laughs> walk in the park. <laughs> well, so David Harding, up to date, breaking David Harding news here. Walk in the park, I'm just looking on Board Game Geek, stroll and write your way through Sydney's famous oh. Royal Botanic Gardens. I was going to say Sydney, because Grail Games is an Australian company. Uh, oh, is it? Yes. So it's Australian. Oh, okay, right. A walk in the park is a stroll and write game. Each turn, a die will be rolled to show players what feature they must draw in their park. Players oh. will race to a different sightseeing spot. Spots. Well, can I say that again? Will you edit this? No. 
Players will race to a different sightseeing spot. I put an A in there. Why am I doing that? Players will race to different sightseeing spots while trying to find the best way to explore the parklands. Don't do that face at me that I can't read. Is English your second language? <laughs> Can I have a cup of matcha, please? Uh, the player with most points, depending on which scoring methods have unlocked, will win. That looks We've good. not done a roll and write, have we? Oh, well, no, I'm not. Not that I'm aware. You'd be more aware. Oh, there's no pictures of it though, but that looks quite good. So it's not a card game then? No, it's a stroll and write. Stroll and write? Well, there's no, I can't see any pictures online of it, so. Well, there you go. I walk don't know. A walk in the park. What, what year was it? 2022? 20, yeah, this so is like David Harding's latest maybe achievement. Maybe it's not out then, or maybe only so recently that no one's got a No, We should have to have a look for it. Okay, a walk in the park. Yeah. We'll check it out. There we go. So that is the latest David Harding news. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the only other bit of business, so based on our discussion last week about, you know, if it's an expansion that already comes in the box, is it an expansion or is it a game mode? I asked Twitter, 100% of people agreed with me. It's a game mode, not an expansion. So I agree uh, too. Good. Glad we're all agreed. Well, there you go. That's it for the business okay. this week. Without further ado, here is Kids on Brooms, Chapter 7, Into the Vaults. Do, do, do. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. 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 Previously on Kids on Brooms. Ms. Merriweather, you and Mr. Moonshine, get after those brooms. You see Mr. Donny Zimmer running towards the broom shed. I'm getting my broom and I'm going after them, you wee shites. Just as you're jumping onto your brooms, you see Mr. Roland Moonshine knocked unconscious, lying on the grass. You can tell that he has been just twatted really hard. It's almost like the same that happened to Jim Goodhall. You land outside a derelict looking building. It appears to be an old abandoned serpent ball arena. Through the fence, you can see a van parked outside the building with animal transport written on the side. You try to pick up the brooms, but their job is apparently done. They're just lying on the floor. They, they won't fly again. Rearing out of the water is Heggers and Cooper. They are covered in the green leaf scales that people have been finding around and they look proper pissed off. They roar at you angrily, especially you, Jesse. They're paying particular attention to you for some reason. Did your geography teacher turn up yet? Who? Miss Merriweather, why would she be here? Hey, your head teacher told her to come find you. Nope, you're the first. Mm. I've just remembered, I've, for some reason, I've still got that hair gel in my pocket. Wait, they seem to be attracted to that? We've gone, they're distracted with the hair gel. We can finish them off. He's like still blasting electricity. No, we Come can't on. kill them. Let's go. But as you watch, Cooper sort of fries in the electricity and drops out of the floating water and just a charred black shitty mess. Sludge at the bottom, you know, pool sludge. <laughs> hey, got the bastard. Heggers lands back in the pool. With a screech, it rears out of the water. And as you watch, its back splits and spindly, almost plant-like tentacles sort of branch out of it. And to your horror, it climbs out of the water and starts skittering along the floor. 
in the van, you see some vials of some like greenish plant-like chlorophyllous liquid. God, As we started. you jump up into the air, you hear the cracking of the concrete, sort of Heggers rides and the spindly tentacles fall away. They wither and die like most of the plants in the botany room. And giant green membranous wings take their place. Heggers is sort of giving a few experimental flaps before she launches herself into the air. Heggers sort of flies down towards the van and climbs in the back of it and sort of starts snuffling, snuffling the hair gel. Okay, I'm going to close the doors. Barry Cooper steps out of the darkness. Yeah, I, I suppose you think you're terribly clever. All you've done is shown that these serpents are like totally too weak. Don't worry, we've like got an infinite amount of power to create something bigger, something better. Shame you won't be around to see it. I needed someone to test our new serpents out after it failed to kill you and that stupid Scottish bastard. Then we had to up the dose. She takes the pot. She, could, she manages to sort of smear a big sort of cross on Barry Cooper's back. There is some hair gel on Barry Cooper. A very angry, very mutated Heggers comes bounding out the back of the van. She looks around for a second and then pounces straight on Barry Cooper. She rips into his back. She's biting at him. She tears his back plate off. Blood splats. He rolls over and, you know, with a flash of green light and Heggers just flops off. But alas... It is too late. He is too wounded. We're like totally unstoppable. <laughs> you think Holly Firth is safe? You think you can trust them? <laughs> it's Sunday morning. You wake up in the medical center where Sarah Flubber has kept you for observation. Saturday passed in a blur after your ordeal with Barry Cooper. Can you each roll <laughs> can you each roll a D20? Seven. Thirteen. Five. All right, Xavier, first question goes to you. After your fight with Barry Cooper, how did you all get back to school? Like, what, how, what, describe your return to Hollyfield. Oh, well, it was slow because I think the two self-flying brooms had just, they'd gone. Yeah, so we had to sort of, yeah, we had to have one, uh, two people on one broom. So it was, it was slow going back. Jesse, mm-hmm. what, obviously, so when you arrived, as well as getting medical attention, etc. You know, head teacher Roderick Pendergast obviously wanted to know all about it. What did you tell him? Did you tell him the full truth? Did you leave bits out? What was, describe your initial conversation with Mr. Pendergast. Well, because I didn't know. On the one hand, he might be helpful. On the other hand, we don't know if he's been involved. So I say that. Oh, it was really weird. The Bruins just took us to the, oh crap, what was it, the Harrington? Harriers. Yeah, we ended up at their old stadium and Heggers and Cooper were there. They were crazy out of control. Like they they tried to kill us and then Barry Cooper showed up and he tried to kill us as well. But for some reason, the serpents turned on him and it was awful. It was so traumatizing. <laughs> I think we should not have to do exams this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Pendergast will take that into due consideration, I'm sure. <laughs> and Grace, obviously, you know, the school is a wash with, you know, speculation and rumour amongst the 
student body. What's what's the reaction been like amongst amongst the students since your return? Well, there's more wild speculation than anything. And because Barry Cooper was so popular, some people aren't inclined to believe that he, he could betray anyone. So some people think we're heroes. Some people think we're like, bastards. Like, what's the wildest bit of speculation that you've heard? That it was all a secret fake conspiracy and that one of us is a changeling. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. And obviously all of you, you know, when something serious like this happens at school, your parentals have to be informed. Just what was your general parental reaction, each of you? Me, I was just grateful that I wasn't, strictly speaking, in trouble. Like trouble adjacent more than trouble. <laughs> I had to work very hard to convince them that I hadn't done anything wrong. Something had just been done. I just happened to be there while something else was done wrong. Xavier and Jesse, what about you guys? Me- reviews from my parents because <laughs> my my mum despite the fact that I am very into sports and you know spend all my time doing sports is a bit of a warrior so it was all kind of oh my god my baby my baby are you okay whereas my dad was impressed well shocked but impressed that we fought off the serpents and lived to tell the tale I think my parents are so fed up of getting letters from school they just stopped reading them you're <laughs> 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 like, oh, not actively in trouble or not being exposed well, I don't really care. Well, eventually, Sarah Flubber comes in to do a final check. Right, I'm satisfied that you're all okay. I suppose you can go. On the way out, though, you see Monty Blackfriar in one of the beds in the wards. She's sort of fussing over him. Oh, come on, Sarah. He's complaining. It's not that bad. I insist that you stay here for at least today. As closest buddy with Monty, I think you should ask him. I'm not going near him. I'll get another detention. (laughs) (laughs) Monty, what happened to you? Oh, you know that broken window after Jesse there flew out of it? Well, I was trying to fix it and I put my bloody back out, didn't I? Uh, Oh, sorry. And now, Matron Flubber is trying to make me stay in here all day. Who will be, you know, dealing out detentions if I'm stuck in the hospital bed? Who will be down in the basement guarding various suspicious doorways if I'm stuck here in the hospital wing? Bloody hell. Oh, it's all right, Monty. I'm sure you be up and at it in no time. Yeah, well, let's just hope it's just the one day, eh? Anyway, I bet you guys are glad to be out of here. You've been lounging about all weekend. You missed the bacon rolls on Saturday breakfast. No! Oh. <laughs> That's the one bacon day. <laughs> it's it's Sunday. There's no lessons. So what, what are you going to do with yourselves? Feel the basement calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. I feel like we've got some doors to look at. There's a mystery to be solved, gang. Right, well, I assume... Are you you heading down to the basement? Yes. <laughs> You've got your key. Yeah, I don't think I ever lost it. You're heading down. You go through the uh, the first door and along the corridor into the vaults with all the doors. Hang on. Remind me what we're looking for. We're looking for the, the voice, right? The magic voice and I guess continuing the serpent mystery. Did anyone ask where Miss Merriweather went? No. I feel like we should have done that so we could know whether to investigate her door or not. Well, her door is an obvious one. Hers is a guessable door. We could do her door. So I think the first one is maybe it's sort of like caretaker or groundskeeper, I think, with all the locks. It sort of makes me think of a big, you know, big bunch of keys or something. Second one we thought was either illusions or the groundskeeper, but I think illusions might be where it says creepy death basement instead of their 
there being a door. So they've made it mm. look like a wall rather than a door. Oh. Because it's a space where there should be a door. Hmm. What did you think of the green one, Grace? I was not at all sure about that because it looks like you have to, you have to bleed into that thing. Oh, is hmm. that what that is? That's what it looks like. That's why I thought it was maybe the medical one. Okay. Then... Yeah, I wasn't sure who would be vindictive enough. No idea about the next one. I can't even tell what it is. Unless it's a that's cake. Gonna be, it looks... That's going to be cake. <gasps> so is that canteen hatch, do you reckon? Oh, hang on. Who was the really mumsy one? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, oh, what, Frig? please? Yeah. Do you know Frig? Canteen hatch definitely makes all the porridge. Yeah. Yeah. Then divination. Yeah, we thought the crystal ball was divination. And the map? Probably. <laughs> definitely Miss Merriweather. And then potions. Yep. And then we thought maybe transformation for the next one. You could a stone door, don't know. Yeah. That's clever. I didn't work that one out. So then, yeah, where it says creepy death basement, there should be a room there because there's a room on the map that matches that position, as in how many doors are there? 11. 11, um, yeah. Including the hallway. Without including the hallway. Then what we've got, botany I maybe? I think we put botany. What did you have for the last one? The last one, games, that's a mm. D20, right? Oh yeah. yeah. What did you think the one before was? So we thought botany. Yeah. Bottom row, do you want to go through the bottom row? Grace. What? Astrology. Mm-hmm. And then something. <laughs> oh, what are they on that door? Yeah, I don't know. There's a two, right? We thought, like, I don't know, maybe history because they look like old coins or something. Ah, what are they on that door? I feel like we have we got any twins or something? Philosophy, where you have to choose the right one or... <laughs> Famously not a subject at Hollyfest. So don't just go inventing lessons now that I've made all of them. <laughs> okay, so I've got my list, right? So we've got astronomy, we've got botany, we've got catering, divination. Yeah. Rarian, she's next. Question. Hello. Is the underwater door a yes. door that we can see? Yeah, you can see. So, you know, on the map, there's the pool in the middle. Okay. So you you can see it, yeah. Okay, is this is that a two on this door? Does that make it numerology? Is that not the Sudoku? Yeah, that would make more sense. Well, well, mate, I don't know. Pick a door. There's a few that you can obviously, like, work out how to get into, I think. Oh, I see. Right. So, you know, the one with the target, who there's, would that be? We thought that was defence, but there's 21 faculty and only 20 doors. You're missing okay, well, the hole in the ceiling. One. Oh! I was going to ask about that. Flying? That's got to be the flying coach then, mm. surely. Right, okay. Okay. Okay, well... Who's underwater then? Oh, hang on, well... Will she be the serpent ball coach if it's underwater? Is that not far left on the middle? Oh, maybe it's zoology and the one that looks like a show jumping thing is Charlie, the centaur. Maybe that would make some sort of sense. <laughs> okay, well, who, who's the head teacher? Because I thought that would be his door. Well, I thought... Roderick Pendergast. Uh, summoning, yeah, I don't, I don't know, really. Unless summon... Oh, oh, the one in the middle Yeah. has got three bits, it's dates. I think that's the history door. Ah, oh, history door. Yeah, okay. The history door. Okay, that's well worked out. Maybe hmm. Pendergast is the weird door with two on it or the one with all the locks or the die. I don't know. Well, should we just... Who was Maggie's zoology? Which yeah. door were they? I think that's the underwater door. Okay, definitely going to release like a serpent or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Danger door. Try going in that door. Yeah, which door should we do? Well, we've got our suspicions about Miss Merriweather. Mm. So I reckon we go for door seven and you have to like, I don't know, point to a certain location for it to open. Clever. Maybe, like, maybe the location of the school. Uh. 
and you can, you can try <laughs> it. So this is so. So you've got this door. There is a map of the UK on that door. There's also a little pin in the bottom left corner yeah. that you can yeah. take out and stick wherever you wish. <gasps> I pull the pin out and I poke Jesse with it. Ow! <laughs> yeah. Jesse dies. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to. Let's put the pin in. We'll try Milton Keynes. Holly felt this one. The you push the door. It remains locked. Oh, Grace, you you do magical geography. Is there anywhere that she talks about a lot? That might um, be your favorite place. You know how she thinks. Yes, yes, there is. She's always talking about the place she went to when she did her magical geography degree. <laughs> the best time of life, <laughs> which is in a remote part of Ireland. Any of this gonna gonna fly? The the door remains locked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else might cause it to? Where, what other locations might be significant? Uh, I don't know. I wish she was born. Yeah, hmm. maybe. I don't think I ever paid attention when I did magical geography. I'll be honest. Mayweather. Um, that's from different door. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to come back to that one. Yeah, we're going to have to go stuff. and ask the receptionist for information. Well, yeah, hang on. So we're, I feel like maybe, hang on, what's the, what are these doors again? Do we know what, as what in like, they? yeah, is it, do we, like, uh, is there stuff in them relating to the school? Are they just like every, just every teacher has a, this, has their little personal room and they can mm-hmm. store stuff in it or, I don't know, yeah. in it or whatever? Yeah, every member of staff it? just has a, you know, their own little storage area. I wonder if, yeah, Charlie's room has just like, I don't know, staff records maybe? Okay. So if we could jump into that room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's try that then. Which door are you going for? Door 14. So the door is extra tall and it's blocked by blue and white stripy show jumping poles. I've only just spotted Um, that it's a really tall door. (laughs) If you wish to try and hurdle over the jump, it will be a test of flight. Oh yeah, go on then. Yeah, why not? Have we all got to do it or just the flight? Well, I mean, only the people that pass the test will get in there. Oh, 16. 12. How much, Grace? 10 out of 10. Excellent. I'm thrilled. Well, they, you, you all <laughs> successfully have managed to vault over the show jumping thing. So inside, there's just loads of shelves with lots of like office supplies, post-it mm. notes, all sorts of reception-y sort of stuff. But there's also a folder of staff records. Huh, well, let's at least see where Miss Mary where that lives. I suppose it would be Milton Keynes. I don't know. <laughs> it's a boarding school and it really understands. No one understands. not live at school? I don't know. They do during term time. But, so <laughs> you find Ms. Merriweather. She's still only listed as Ms. Merriweather for some bizarre reason. But she originally hails from Meerworth in Kent. Mm-hmm. Meerworth? Yes, in Kent. Okay, well, we can go try that again. But let's see if there's anything else useful in this room. What else might be useful? Oh, we could see if there's anything about Hegging, Miranda Heggington. Look, there's no there's no file on Miranda Heggington as she's no longer a current member of staff. Curse you, Charlie, for being so organised. <laughs> okay, maybe we read. Just... Oh, I've just always wanted to know, can we find out where Irish Jumanji's from? 
<laughs> I've just always wanted to know. I mean, there is a file for Iris Jumanji. Her, where she comes from is is not important to the plot. So you can choose. Where where do you discover that Iris Jumanji comes from? Chester oh, Zoo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Atlantis. Oh. oh. Just, yeah, it's just listed as Atlantis. Yeah, <laughs> that was exciting. Okay, do we want to try Kent on the map? Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> okay, so are you going to put the pin in Mirworth Kent? Yeah. There you go. You put the pin in Mirworth Kent. And <laughs> when, when we do, we discover it just got loads of pinholes right there. <laughs> <laughs> And the door clicks open. Ooh. It opens into a corridor that slopes down and twists until you get to a place where you can see lots of like soil, like the ceiling above is all like soily and rooty. And you think using your amazing knowledge of the campus that you must be underneath the magical labyrinth in the school grounds. Sure enough, you hear a voice that says, Find me, find me, closer, closer. However, the corridor just seems to end in an empty room. Weird. Can we still hear the voice? Yes, it's just, you know, find me. Come on, what's taking you so long? Our direction would be a nice voice. (laughs) As with most ethereal helpful voices, I'm actually not that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It's taking all of my strength just to say these few words. And the the edges of the room, are they soily or like solid wall? It's like solid stone walls, Mm -hmm. but just with like a hewn out soily ceiling. Okay, the only place we've seen this plant is in the maze, right? The magic flat, yeah. Okay, that doesn't help. I was going to try and work out from the map which way we needed to go. So imagine, so the only place you've seen the flower is in the maze, and this dead end room is directly under the maze. We need to blast a hole in the ceiling. Oh god. She'll never notice. Well she's not here though. Yeah. I mean I am both reckless and cocky, so I'll give it a go. Yeah, I feel like we either need to go up into the labyrinth or or down, but up seems more feasible. You've got a blast. Yeah, I've got a missed blast that I've used a couple of times. We could just I'm the cockiest and dumbest of the three of us, I'll do it. It's like gentle blasting. From the side, I'm thinking if we stand back and face sort of into the end room, blast towards the ceiling. We want to have an escape in case it caves in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm dumb, I'm not that dumb. Okay, what kind of spell are you going to, like, what are you going to do? What kind of spell? What's happening? You've got one that's just called... That's just called blast. Blast. We named You've it. Done before. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've done some blasting. I am reckless. I'm reckless enough to do something like that. <laughs> what do we think we're gonna find? Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. A way into the labyrinth, maybe. Maybe an easier way in. I mean, the voice is coming from somewhere. So let's just blast it. <laughs> There's nothing else in her room, which is weird. Mm. She's got this whole long corridor and special vault with nothing in it. There's probably some secret door mm. that we could maybe magic our, you know, magically find. But right, blast. We're going to go for just a little one. Just a little one. Okay, we'll go for brawn. Yeah. So what area? What size of area are you aiming for? You're going to bring the whole ceiling down, or just a spot, or what? I'd say a small area, like not a massive. Hole, just a hole big enough for us to get through. Okay, so a person-sized hole. Yeah. You need it to happen instantly, and yeah. you've cast this before. It's brawn five. It's quite easy. Okay, dokie. Famous last words. That should be yeah. doable. Mm-hmm. Yep. 13, 14. <laughs> <laughs> the character seems to cast the spell effortlessly. Looks like you're just showing off. Like this is a spell that you could do in your sleep. It functions 
perfectly. There you go. An outstanding, just a perfect circle, you know, just blasts in, you know, a, a sort of perfectly formed just circle of soil just chunks down into the room. <laughs> like something out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, sunlight shines in. You can you can see the sky up above. Cool. This could be really handy for getting back down here when Monty Blackfriars on his feet again. Ooh. That's very true. Yeah, Clever, true. yes. Sophie, you're a bad influence. I wouldn't have expected that from Grace. Are we... Uh, Do we go up? Let's poke our heads out if we can, if we can reach up into it. It's oh. in the ceiling, so you might need a bit of a boost to get up there. Cool. Grace, do you want to get on my shoulders and I'll just push you up? <laughs> okay. Um, I like we're in a great escape now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, can you test your grit, please, to see whether you can hold Grace? But I imagine, yeah, it's... I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a hench player and Grace, I imagine you're a fragile, nerdy little waif type of a girl so I'm a year younger and yeah you're younger and smaller that's why I think I can probably get you through I've, I've got five okay it's a bit wobbly but you, you manage it you manage it up there so Grace you stick your head through the hole and or you know around you you can see the the writhing twisting branches of the magical shifting labyrinth you're just you're just in the labyrinth somewhere okay I'm going to call Miranda is that you find, find me, me find, find me. me which direction what can you see darkness <laughs> oh, okay. Is there anything noteworthy up here? No, it's just the labyrinth, just like you were, like it was before. Okay. No, I tell you what, you can see the, the Heggington Rose. You can see the Heggington Rose there. Ah, okay. Which direction is the rose? It's behind you, but very close to you. You've come out almost like right next to the Heggington Rose. Okay, right. I'm going to get down and relay this information. It can't be a coincidence that, that this room is kind of basically directly under the rose. That seems buried right above us. So if you're if you're just back in the labyrinth, have we just gone the wrong way? Do we need to go, I don't know, through the wall? Shall I run through the wall? I'm gonna like feel along all the walls for like secret door handles or illusions. <laughs> There's nothing. Okay, no, okay. If the voice can see darkness. They've got to be underground, right? There's no really dark part of the labyrinth, is there? I was just wondering whether the fact she was magical geography would in any way influence this, but that's how we got in. I don't know. No, I'm more like prediction. Can I try and predict something? You can do. <laughs> you want. I'm not sure why. I'm predicting whether we can find her, but that's not, not quite I right. You, I tell you what, let's... What would prediction be? Charm? No, brain. It's going to be brains, isn't it? I reckon. Test your brains seven you uh, I'll let you, you tell me what you see <laughs> <laughs> i see that miranda Haggington has been transformed into the root of a plant and the rose is growing up out of her head <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you're, you're laughing like that's wrong, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So your your vision, your your far fetched vision, doesn't lend you any immediate clues as to as to what to do next or how to uh, how to how to solve this. Just then, though, you hear the the bell. You know, the like the lunch bell ring. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> oh man. Was that the lunch bell? Mm, <laughs> certainly is. I'm starving. I'm hungry. Are we gonna go up and get some lunch? 
and see if we can like ask any questions of anyone that might be beneficial or are we going to eat our way through that door? Uh, I think that. Eat our way through door five. Yeah, let's see the cake door. Okay. <laughs> if that's, are you going to go back to the cake door then? I assume it's a cake door. Is it a cake door? Like it cake is door. a door made of cake, yes. Okay, let's see the cake door. <laughs> okay. Delicious cake door. Door number five. You get to door number five and find that it is made of delicious looking sponge cake. There's layers of jam and cream and it smells very delicious. Never gets magical cake, so it's not going to go off or anything. You know, it's perfectly good cake. However, someone... You've got to eat your way through. If you wish to get inside, you've got to eat your way through the cake door. Okay. I feel like we should all start on one side and squeeze through in mm. case we get full up. We'd have to eat the whole door, just enough to get through, right? Yes. Yeah, you could eat just enough, like a like a you know, like a mouse hole. <laughs> Again, we're going back to Looney Tunes cartoon. Um, yes. Are, are you all going to partake of the cake, or mm. how, like, do many mouths make light? Cake work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's lunchtime. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay. Well, all of you permanently suffer minus one to your flight. Oh, because I'm <laughs> full of cake. Because you are now cake. full of fucking cake. <laughs> however you get through the door and inside as well, you know there's lots of like ingredients cooking supplies etc but you see on like a like a easel or a stand or whatever is canteen hatch's recipe book and earmark you know with the with the corner folded down so it's obviously a favorite recipe of hers is canteen hatch's recipe for sparkle fudge and next to it is a little handwritten note that says lots of the staff love my sparkle oh should i do it in canteen hatch's voice lots of the staff love my sparkle fudge it's useful for persuading them whenever you need something let's make a note of that then need to make some sparkle fudge mm. bribe staff let's do that here we thought she was just a barmy old woman. <laughs> That's a handy piece of information. Mm. But anything else in the room? No, just the sparkle fudge recipe is the main takeaway there. I'm going to take um, a photo of that. So there's nothing in this room other than the recipe book. Well, no, there's all her like cooking supplies and shit. Okay, because I'm thinking we're two doors over. Can we still hear anything disembodied voice related? No. Mm. Okay. What about the divination? door then because that's right next to the the geography door well i'm on a roll so you're on a roll you mm. are our oracle mm. anyone can get through the door it's you, what you doing? <laughs> are you going to the divination door why not you stare there's a there's a you know a little shelf with a crystal ball set on it you stare deeply into the crystal ball what do you see i see baddest red hat water legend i see her standing there and she's about to tell me exactly how to get through her door <laughs> sally you see her mouth moving but it's not an auditory crystal ball so you can't hear what she says <laughs> Right. It's crystals, right? I happen to be, I mastered crystal divination, I believe. Oh yeah, proficient divination with crystals. I need a, I need a clue. Well, now that you have the recipe for sparkle fudge, presumably 
you could bribe any member of staff to tell you how to open their door, right? And they'd know what we were up to. <laughs> Unless you worded it in such a way so that they didn't know that that's what you were up to. What other door can we try? <laughs> the botany one is all the vines are dead, right? So oh, no- yeah. Let's try the botany door. Botany door. Mm-hmm. Or you can sell that normally, you know, the, the door would be blocked by thick vines. But because nothing grows at Holly Firth, they're all just dead and crumbled and broken. There's nothing inside the botany room just except a load of empty wine bottles and the faint smell of urine. Oh. <laughs> hasn't even bothered to uh, he's like, put a new door up. Not even not even like a cone. <laughs> no. <laughs> or a piece of tape saying do not cross. <laughs> it's almost like he's been using it as a secret sort of wine drinking area. <laughs> Slash toilet. Everyone knows there's no toilets anywhere. <laughs> I thought of a door we could try, but we'll need to go back into Charlie's room. Could try the history door. So I reckon that will be Mr. Snodgrass's birthday. Yeah, maybe. Don't know how useful. Or that will be. it will be something really obscure, like his favourite battle. <laughs> or the date Holly Firth has found it. Mm. It depends. I won't make you test jumping over the show jumping door again, as you've already done that once, if you wish. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's go quickly see what history man's birthday is. <laughs> you find out that Professor Snodgrass's birthday is the 17th of September 1908. He's old. Yeah. Been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. Should we try putting that in the history door? Yeah, I've got on door 17, is it? Well, you turn the dials to 17091908 and the door clicks open. Mm. One wall of this room, obviously, you know, there's lots of historical books and old shit, but one wall of the room is completely covered in dials and cogs. There's seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. A notice tacked onto the wall reads, all time travel must be logged with the Wizarding Council. Oh, oh I got a magic time travel room. Wow. Okay. That's exciting. When did Miranda Higgington disappear? Ooh. I feel like we definitely have a date for that, and I can't remember. Yeah. So we need to go back in time. Maybe that's the voice mm. saying, find me. Yes, let's go back in time and, or at least find where they put her. Yes. We'll just see, like, Mrs. Merriweather, like, coming in with, like, a body bag and, like... <laughs> Somebody will be helping her because she'll have told them it's compost and there's some innocent there. <laughs> okay, are you like gonna mess with tiny wimey stuff? Definitely. <laughs> This <laughs> is too good an opportunity to pass up. We've got a time machine. I mean, don't forget all this stuff will, you know, you, you can come back to it whenever you want. You don't have to use it right now. Maybe we check out the rest of the rooms. Okay. Or, I don't know. The library is intriguing me. Is it like a secret book you have to pull? Yeah, okay. Let's try that one. We just going to pull every single book on the <laughs> arts <laughs> of the door. You're all there pulling books and they generally grace of just reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need you to be more specific than that. I need to know exactly which book you're going to pull, please. Books are on there. Yeah. Is there one that says something like that has door or lock in the title? Open Sesame or something. <laughs> All the books just have very generic, non-specific titles. Okay. I'm going to pull the little brown book on the, the, the first shelf. As soon as Xavier pulls the book off the shelf, he vanishes. <gasps> 
Bye. Which yeah. one? The little brown one the first shelf? Do you mean the top shelf? Or the... I mean the, the like, first shelf from the bottom. The one on the bottom right? No, as in, so, uh, so not the bottom row of books, but the next row up, the little one in the middle. Oh, okay. I oh, like the red one. Ah, that's worrying. Okay, now we know that she's very scatterbrained, right? Hmm, yes. So will she have a system to this? Probably not. Hmm. What was the book he pulled out called? It's still there. You can still see it. What does it say? <laughs> it says The Fallen Prince. Well, I do not like this at all because if we all vanish... <laughs> Unless that's got him inside. Xavier! No response. Okay, am I going to feel in the air and check he's not there? You touch his penis. <laughs> No, there's no, there's nothing. He's not there. He's gone. Poof. Okay, that's... I mean, I'm not pulling out a book. I'm just going to vanish. That seems risky. Mm. Oh, you know when you wish you'd gone to make some sparkle fudge instead? Yeah. She would probably be the easiest to bribe. She wouldn't realise that's what we were doing. Maybe we should go do that and get Xavier back? Maybe. <laughs> Let's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, what? you're going to go make some sparkle fudge? Yeah. Okay. Xavier, with a poof, you appear about six feet off the ground, out on in the flying ground, and just poof, and land on the grass with a smack. Ow. Oh, well, at least I'm only outside and not in the head teacher's office or anything. You notice that there's a bit of commotion going on at the other side of the field. A lot of uh, students seem to be gathered there for something. Uh, I'm going to wander over and see what's going on. When you get there, a crowd is gathered. All of the Aberforth kids and staff are there holding their brooms. Mm. Donnie and Meredith see you and they come on over. Meredith particularly looks absolutely rough. I think in the fight with Barry Cooper she was the one she got smacked about didn't she and yes dropped her off a broom she was the one that probably you know had the worst time of it but yes oh alright Xavier right. we've got we've got to head back to Scotland now now that Serpent Ball's cancelled there's no point staying here anymore no I suppose not well it's been a pleasure I guess Aye, right, yeah. Getting attacked all the time and just generally getting screwed over every single episode. Yeah, never come <laughs> back. It was never this bad before you turned up. Oh, did you hear about the announcement? What's that? Apparently, because of uh, what happened to your serpents, Higgers and Cooper, all the serpents nationwide have all been collected and taken away for study. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Turns out that one that destroyed the roof of our serpent ball arena back home might have been suffering the same thing as yours were. Oh, shit. So, hmm, seems like some sort of... I don't know, disease that's affecting all of them or something. Yeah. Mm. Well, I hope now that they've got them all together safely in the right, in the same place, they'll be able to find out what's wrong and then we'll be able to get our serpents back and be able to play serpent ball again. Oh, I hope so. Well, yeah. Have a safe trip back up to Scotland. Right, I will. Is, th is that your parting message for Donny there? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> Stick around, yeah. Great, like so have you and Jesse come out onto the grass as well? Where would we come out from? Yeah. And if, if you went the normal way, you would come back out up through the basement or you could climb out through the labyrinth, I suppose, now that you've made that extra, <laughs> that bonus exit. No, we'll come out the normal way. I do. Oh, I reckon we need to ask the librarian what her favourite book is. It's a good plan. Well, without any further ado, all the Aberforth kids and staff get on their brooms and one by one, they 
they zoom off into the sky. But as he's leaving, Donnie's broom just gives a little sort of jolt and he falls on his ass on the floor. Everyone laughs. He's super embarrassed. <laughs> they climbs back on, face burning red with embarrassment, and zooms off with the rest of his classmates. There you See, go. all my predictions come true. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you've got maybe about another hour before dinner time. Okay. We could go and see Wilberforce, see if he knows anything about any more like hidden areas under the labyrinth maybe yeah there might be more tunnels or something perhaps the groundskeeper might know yeah yeah maybe or do we just want to go straight to the library and find out how to get in there first (laughs) with the doors do we want to like go around all the teachers and find out what we can first and then go back down as in about them and their personal lives yeah like if we think we know who some of the doors belong to that could work she also looks like we have to do an entire Sudoku to get into one of them. I quite like Sudoku. <laughs> You're like, great. <laughs> Not very good at them. But... Well, let's do Let's go to the library. Well, you're in the generic library. <laughs> There's lots of shelves, books, desks that kids can, like, you know, study and such at. And Harmony Prism, there you go. Harmony Prism is at the desk at the back. And just like a magical stamp is just, you know, just <laughs> floating and stamping the books. There's lots of books flying around, you know, being put back on shelves magically, etc. Who is most charming? Or was it me? <laughs> Did we make the fudge, or have we just gone straight to the library? I don't think you made the fudge. We haven't. Well, we can we can use the fudge recipe as the, the ultimate persuasion, right? Oh no, because then we can never bribe them again. True. Yeah, they might. I reckon there's an explicit ingredient in there that's going to be really clear. Well, you could just how, ask. How, how many prism notices you standing there, just sort of? Um, is, is there anything I can help you with, or are you just coming here to stand inside? <laughs> Sorry, Miss Prism, we were just, I don't know, you know, kind of bored looking for stuff to do. Um, What's your favourite book? Humour section is over there with some jokes and if you need some entertainment. Thank you, yeah, no, we'll, yeah, we'll have a look around. Do you have any any favourite books you can recommend? I haven't really got time to talk about my favourite book because there's lots of checking in to do and I'm really busy and I'm really underappreciated and just nothing, no one does anything nice for the staff here at Hollyfirth and I really just don't feel like entertaining childish whims at the moment, so. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Can you not shout next time, please? It's a library. You have to be really quiet. <laughs> I guess we're making fudge. Fudge. Let's go make some fudge. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you heading to the kitchens? What are you doing? Yeah. Heading to the kitchens, I would say. Where are they? Behind the Great Hall. Oh, yeah. As you get there, it is a hive of activity. Canteen hatch is there, wedged between various appliances. She's got like a whole, imagine like a stove, but that's like about eight in a row. And each one has like pots of boiling on it and spoons stirring by themselves and lots of mixing bowls and just lots of stuff going along. And she's sort of, you know, flitting from station to station, just giving this one a bit of a mix and adding a bit to that and doing all that and doing all that. Children are allowed in here, she says to you. But it's our friend's birthday soon and we just wanted to make a little cake in the back. Can we just hang out in the back? We'll be out the way. (laughs) Test your charm. I'm very busy! We'll be out of the way, promise!
before. No, gal. <laughs> but it's going to be chocolate cake. Chocolate cake? It's almost dinner time. Can't you come back later? Please? What? I don't like people in my kitchen. Could we maybe then just borrow some bowls and stuff and do it in the hall? That would not get you a very good food hygiene rating. We've actually, have we, hang on, not to canteen hatch, like, out the side of my mouth to Jesse. Have we got any ingredients or are we going to nick that from the, from the kitchen? We're going to have to borrow it from the kitchen and I'll go back to her room. Okay, in that case, I won't tell her we've got too much and then we're going to actually have two cakes. <laughs> good plan. Can't nick anything. Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm making dinner. Go away now. Did we find out which door was Monty Blackfriars? Oh, for definite. Why are you asking me? What door? Get out of my kitchen. <laughs> Starts advancing like some gelatinous cube, just sort of moving along the <laughs> forcing you out. I think if you want to make sparkle fudge, you're going to have to do it secretly when no one's around. <laughs> to the girls' bathroom on the fourth floor! <laughs> <laughs> that also won't get you a very high time. <laughs> oh, this sparkle fudge has got shit in it! <laughs> <laughs> As you head back into the main hall, students are sort of just drifting in. Canteen Hatch did say it was almost dinner time. It's, you know, it's getting that way. Well, maybe at dinner time, when all the teachers are in the main hall, that's the time to go and sort of look for clues out and about getting into some other doors, perhaps. I'm definitely going to wipe some food before we go, though, because I cannot eat another cake door. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to take something to Matron Flubber and my Blackfriar is a bribe. Nice food or something? Or is that the sparkle fudge? That would be the sparkle fudge. The sparkle fudge is our bribery food. The whole thing is just crashing down around. Mm. <laughs> just trying to remember how much heat you need to make fudge. Oh, I, I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's sparkle fudge, Jesse. Mm. It doesn't apply. The normal fudge rules don't apply. Mm. Mm. food. It's whether we need to be in a kitchen or whether if all the supplies are in her room, like her vault room, whether we just make it down there. The hall is uh, filling up with more and more students, more and more staff are sort of taking their place on the staff table. Food, you know, food starts to magically appear on the tables. Dinner time is about to happen. Are Did you going you to have s- dinner? Are you going to have okay, you're gonna have dinner. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what? what did you have for dinner? Well, because it was Sunday, it was baked beans on toast. <laughs> Grace, Xavier, what did you have for dinner? <laughs> I mean, you know, full roast dinner. It was what was it today? Roast sparkle pork. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Grace, what did you have for dinner? Treacle sponge and custard. For dinner. Excellent. Good. <laughs> I make good choices. <laughs> now, you are just finishing your your food when Cynthia Whipshaft stands up and she bangs her knife on the edge of her goblet, you know, ding, 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 for attention. Everyone turns to look at her. Hi, everybody. As you know, the Welcome Back Ball is coming up and I'm thrilled to announce that it won't be held at Hollyfirth this year. My parents have generously offered to host it. Hooray for me. The theme is the Masked Ball and you're all required to come. To be continued.